BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C., and today I'm going to be talking with the executive director of Demcast, Nick Knutson. He's returning to talk about impeachment, messaging, and how we will win future elections. Please keep in mind that the first, I don't know, minute of the interview, he was a little choppy, so he just switched over. I think he was using his phone, so he just he just did something different. And then he was much more clear. So when you first tune in, you'll hear that choppiness. Don't worry, it goes away. Now, I try to always keep these intros short, under three minutes, so let's get into it. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast, and it's supported by listeners. It's woman-run. I have no corporate backers, and as of right now, I am not using advertisers, although that is going to change very quickly. But it is patrons who keep the show going, and I'm so grateful for all of you. If you enjoy today's show, take a look at the About page, check out some of my past guests. You'll see that most of the time I have political discussions with political people. Occasionally, I do interview an actor or an author. I used to be an actor, so there's that. <laughs> and I do enjoy talking about the craft. But you can visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see all the different tiers that I offer. And this is what I do. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I do free shows. After those free shows, I do Kimberly's After Party, which is for patrons only. And then what I have been doing up until now is two patrons only shows per month with Steph Walton. Now, Steph got a job and I think we're going to be able to still do at least one show per month. So I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me. But this is what this is how it all works out. If you sign up for four dollars or less per month, you will get the two free shows and then the one patrons-only show, or if we do two, you'll get one patrons-only show with Steph Walton. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get access to everything, delivered to your email box even. You get the two free shows, you get the two Kimberly's After Parties, and then whatever I'm going to be doing with Stephanie moving, moving forward in the future. I do think that when I start advertising, I will offer an option 
to get a show without ads. So I'll figure that out later. Again, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can see all the tiers. You can read all about the show. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I always include my email address and you can use that with PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber. It's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave me a review. All right. Please enjoy my conversation with Nick Knudsen. Welcome back to the show, Nick. Thanks for having me. How's it going? <laughs> uh, it's, it's going good. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. Uh, so what are you, what's going on uh, with impeachment? I, I, don't, I haven't watched anything today. And I do want to talk about uh, what we saw and what we experienced yesterday. But like, do you, do you know anything right now? What's going on? I, I don't actually. Okay. No, we, we've been we've been in the trenches trying to put together messaging for folks. But, gotcha. Uh, so okay. I, I hope to catch up after we talk. And you, you know what? I want to emphasize your messaging later on in this podcast. But right. uh, the impeachment yesterday. So first of all, I think we were all in kind of like shock and horror watching that introduction video of the insurrection, which, by yeah. the way, yeah, we knew pretty much those details. We knew it, but to watch it in that chronological... I'm, why can't I say this word? Is this chronological? Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, chron okay. Chronological, you got it. <laughs> my, my brain is not working. Anyway, chronological sequence, it was like, oh my God, it was just chilling. And even, like I said, we'd seen footage before, but some of it was new footage. And then all the way that it was just strung together was so damning and so upsetting. And obviously people like Marco Rubio and Rand Paul were, were sticking their fingers in their ears, closing their eyes and going, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's yep. like, oh my God, I can't even yep. believe what's going on. No, it was a, it was a really, uh, really fantastic video. Yeah. You know, it was just, just shy of 10 minutes, a, a really good length, um, you know, not too drawn out. Yeah. Uh, really, just really nicely strung together. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like the, the, the case, the case is a slam dunk. Yeah. It, it, it's not the, uh, the, the, this political game that we're playing about, you know, whether whether or not he should, mm -hmm. you know, even be tr even even be uh, held accountable for this because he's not in office. I mean, this is this is just silly season. Yeah. Uh, and and it, but that's not even the right word because it's it's dangerous. Yeah. It's it's, it's incredibly dangerous. Yes. So. But yeah, no, absolutely amazing video. We're trying to push that out as much as we can. <laughs> oh my god! And I mean, the, then then there's the lawyers. I mean. Uh, what's his name? Castor said something like, you know, the Justice Department knows what to do with people like that, suggesting that Trump is he's like, you're going to arrest him when he leaves office. I, and he meant, you know, back in January. Um, right. he was, that's what he was referring to when he said that, because he's clearly not in office now. But he said, you're going to arrest him when he leaves office. And then, you know, the Justice Department knows what to do with people like that. So one of the things that I do want to talk to you about, uh, just out of curiosity, is First of all, I just I get really impatient. I'm kind of in a crappy mood today anyway. So then add to that, you see people on Twitter or social media with this defeatist attitude. Oh, he's yes. going to get away with it. And really, yep. I don't know. I mean, of course, we've seen other rich white criminals get away with shit all the time. We've seen it. And it's, you know, but right. I don't want us to become so numb to it that we start to expect it. I think we need to have a public kind of a demand and a feel 
that's that's collective that we're all like no we do not accept this this needs to be punished i mean there have been men like harvey weinstein and you know uh, bill cosby and they you know i mean bill cosby's not a white man but he was like america's freaking grandpa i mean mm-hmm. we loved right. him and right. you know he did go to jail so i'm just wondering what you think as far as you know there's so many possibilities i don't know that Trump will go to jail for insurrection or, you know, whatever it is that he's done in office. But surely, I mean, he did keep he did keep campaign funds, which is against the law. Yeah. And there are other crimes that he's committed. And I think, you know, my mother, who's a political junkie, is absolutely convinced he's going to go to jail. What do you what are your thoughts on that after this trial where I'm sure they're not going to convict? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I totally agree. Especially, you know, I think uh, obviously Demcast is, is focused on um, messaging in the social media space, and you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the in the power of social media to help define a narrative. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, you know, seeing, yeah, I was seeing out there yesterday too. Almost everything that I that I shared out on social media was met with. Uh, doesn't matter. He's going to get away with it anyway. These Republicans are a-holes and they only care about money and power that may be true but if if we are collectively um setting the expectation that this is a uh, a failed undertaking right mm-hmm. from the get-go yes. we are we are literally setting the bar at the floor and and and, and it's it's a bar that that the gop senators are just going to be able to hop over you know yeah. so i think that we we need to do better at Maybe thinking those things, but you know, using our voices in the public space to, to do better at demanding accountability. Um, so that's that's one point. Okay, just FYI, everybody, uh, we we switched it up, so he he's going to sound better now. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry about that. That's okay. Okay, so yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, so so I you know I think I think we need to do better in the public space about mm-hmm. about our messaging and about set, setting the bar higher for. Uh, pe- you know, people like in the GOP who, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> who should be who should be doing their jobs. Um, on 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 criminal accountability, I mean, yeah, I think it's totally possible that Trump's in serious trouble. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that there's, I think that there's stuff that we don't even know about. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Yeah, that that's that's happening. That's the ev- ev- financial crimes and all that kind right. of stuff. And so that's you know, what I'll, would I'll, be likely. I'll, 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 after this impeachment process, I'll be happy to grab my bag of popcorn and sit down and watch all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that it, it would be likely that it would have to do with financial because that's usually like, for instance, you know, with mob mob people, they, right. they don't usually get arrested for murder. They get arrested for money laundering, lo- money right. longer. I Mail guess. fraud. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Yeah. One of these days yeah. I'm going to learn how to speak, <laughs> speak correctly. <laughs> <doing> <laughs> but uh, I'm just having a day. I'm just having one of those days. Anyway, um, so yeah, and I guess Ben Sass had said that Trump was delighted at the chaos mm-hmm. that, you know, because like he, he, he tried to pretend that he wasn't and that he, he was very uncomfortable with what he saw. But according to Ben Sass, he was delighted with it. And I'm just, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do think it's important to hold the GOP senators or like raise the bar. But with them, I almost feel like they're a lost cause because of because of the fact that they don't they won't even they wouldn't even look at the video yeah. and, and so 
I don't know what's going to happen to this party. I don't know if it's going to split in two, which would be great for Democrats. I don't know if it's good, but but I don't, something is going to have to change. The current climate over there is so toxic and terrible, and I don't know that if we demand better, that it's even going to matter. I think the demand needs to come from the criminal side of it because, first of all, DOJ is no longer run by Trump, no longer run by you know his cronies and everybody who was in 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 there before now you know now Biden has got control of it and although I know they were holding up Merrick Garland I think it's just going to be only a matter of time and I would guess and I'm just guessing here that they would wait I don't know why criminal charges haven't been brought forth maybe from Letitia James or something like that in New York but mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. there is this desire to wait until after the trial and then start from there. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and let's keep in mind too, that he's only been out of office for a month, Yeah. you know? Uh, um, so there's uh, there less than a month, right? Less than a month. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll come, you know, I, I, it'll come The the, the people who are, are, are looking closely at, at his various crimes are not, uh, Yeah, I think they're probably waiting for this process to be over uh, before any shoes drop. But they're also, you know, probably just waiting to uh, to have the best case possible. Yeah, Um, that's that's it. I mean, I I would imagine that, like, for instance, with Letitia James, she knows what she's doing. And, you know, I, I can imagine that it seems like she would already have all of her ducks in a row because she's had all this time. I, I have all the faith in her. But uh, I, I trust that something is going to come forward, whether it's with him or his kids. And the other thing that I would love to see is, like, we're seeing Dominion sh- uh, suing Rudy Giuliani and Fox yeah, News yeah. and other, you know, I, I was it, how do you call it? I forget the other name of the other place. I always want to call it s- systematic, but it's not that. <laughs> Semantic, or I don't know what they call it. Either oh, way, uh-huh. uh, right. I'd like to see them go after Trump. Maybe they're yeah. going to go after these other... You know, Fox News first, and then I don't know. But kind it's like, proxy. why is it taking so long? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. I know, you know it's less I mean, than, it's, less it's, than all, it's all uh, relative uh, <laughs> uh, in in Trumpian terms. Yeah. yeah, three weeks. Three weeks seems like a year. But. It does. It does. It feels like it's been forever. And I know it's only been three weeks, yeah. but it does yeah. feel like forever. So, yeah. okay, now so I want. Okay, oh, go ahead. Can I can I make a one point? Of course. Um, so I, it's I, I think it's really important to draw the the distinction between the between criminal prosecution and what and what's and what's yes, happening here i agree um, you know the 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 impeachment process is and and the idea of disqualification obviously removals off the table we, mm-hmm. we removed him yes um, but um you know the the idea of this is not about uh, you know a, a an impeachable and removable dis, disqualifying offense is not that doesn't have to violate criminal statute right Right. It's a, the, the framers set it up as a high crime and misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they left that intentionally, um, you know, kind of lofty but vague so that they could fit any number of abuses uh, in there. But, but essentially we're talking about a constitutional crime. Mm-hmm. And it's really I mean, the, 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 the reason that this is so frustrating and the, the GOP obstinance on this is so frustrating is that it. It's really hard to imagine uh, it, when you think of the word, the term constitutional crime, mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine one worse <laughs> than a sitting president who's lost an election uh, uh, 
inciting a violent mob to attack yeah. separate one of the separate but equal branches of government that's bad that's bad in and of itself but the day that they attacked was the day that that separate but equal branch of government was certifying the election results for the opponent of <laughs> the sitting president uh, who who the the man who actually won the election so i mean it's like it, it's an attack on uh, it's an attack on our very democracy and on the constitution and um you know the fact that the gop senators aren't playing playing ball here mm -hmm. is just i mean we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come after each and every yes. one of them you know after this process is over if they if they fail to to convict him yeah i mean it, and i think they will i mean i think the writing is yep. on the wall and that's not being a defeatist it's just understanding you know what they've done in the past they didn't acquit him before and right. their behavior has shown that they're defiant and they are absolutely refuse to uphold the Constitution or work for the people. So I don't see why that would change now. I imagine that, you know, and I didn't watch it. Somebody did put a YouTube up of this woman. I don't know. Maybe she's a constitutional scholar. And she saw one way where, you know, they would convict. But I'm not holding my breath. And I feel like yeah. it's 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 they're going to set this precedent and it's going to be awful. And it's just another precedent they're going to set. And of course, they're using the threat of like, well, if you dare to impeach him now, we're going to, you know, throw that back at you. And it's like, well, they would have done that anyway. You know, right. we're at the point now where they are absolutely lawless. They behave in a way. I mean, look, I am certainly no conservative, but I appreciate the idea of a two party system. I appreciate the idea of. Yeah of one party holding the other party accountable so that, you know, because Democrats like to spend, we love to spend. So got to rein right. that in sometimes. And it's good to have somebody there to say, no, 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 let's, you know, hold off on that. But that's not what they're doing. And, right. you know, I mean, it's like we, we've known that they've been bigots and misogynists and sexists and all of that. And it's just gotten to the point now where it's, they've turned into a party of conspiracy theorists or at least, a party of complicit in conspiracy theories because they right. just don't want to have to deal with it. They'd rather take that power and yep. and sell their souls for it. And it's just so disgusting. So it it's is. like, it's yeah, gross. It, it, it's disgusting and it's upsetting because as I've yeah. mentioned like a thousand times, because I used to live in Soviet Russia, um, I can't believe my country. When I was watching that video last night, I mean, I yesterday and last night, yeah. I just I always go back to when I was the kid, when I was 12 years old, and I got a real taste of patriotism when I lived in Soviet Russia, you know. And I just never assumed in my life that I would see anything like that. I, I mean, I we've seen videos like this from other countries, and you know, you kind of think, wow. I mean, it's bad here, but thank God it's not like that. And it's like that now. And I imagine there's going to be more unrest. There's going to be more violence. There's going to be more stupidity. I mean, yeah. it's just the people also, these, you know, these people who are the insurrectionists didn't vote. And a lot of them, there was an article that came out today that they have all kinds of financial trouble and they're not paying mortgages. They're not paying. I mean, I don't know if that has to do with COVID, but I know that there was, and I didn't read the article, but I did see it was a reputable source that came out that said, you know, they've got issues with finances. And it's like, so, I mean, these people, they're not necessarily the brightest people, but there are some of them who are intel intelligent. And it's yeah. just, it's just mind blowing that our country has gotten to this point. So this is what I want to talk to you about today with Demcast, because you and I had a personal conversation just, you know, I mean, I want very much for messaging to go out again, not a defeatist message, not I mean, the attack messages on the other side, I think we have to have them because 
you know, we have to alert people to what the other side is doing and how they're behaving. But at the same time, I really think it's important to not only have like an uplifting message, but a, a message of education where the Democratic Party has and it's not always so fun to read them. It's, you know, for instance, like people who would write about climate change would always complain. Nobody ever reads the climate articles because they're not sexy. They're not fun. I wrote an article the other day, like, what have the Democrats done for you? And it it certainly does not get the same kind of an attention as if I would have written about Marjorie Taylor Greene. People complain and they say they don't like attack ads and they don't like the negative shit, but that's what they fucking go to every time. And so, um, you know, but I feel like it's important for Democrats and people at Demcast and and wherever else that are making videos that are putting out, you know, tweets and and organizing to also get voters to understand why the Democratic Party is better than the Republican Party. And so, you know, you're the executive director of Demcast. What is going on and how are we going to be preparing for the 2022 elections? Yeah, and also so, impeachment, because um, you can add yeah, the impeachment is, thing, too. What, what, what was that? that you I said you can what? add what, whatever you're doing about impeachment, whatever you're doing right yeah. now, impeachment, 2022, all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, well, maybe I'll start with the impeachment right now and okay. then, and then t- talk about how we transition. Um, so, yeah, we're, we um, you know put out a call for folks to join a basically a social media army that – can spread strategic messaging um, about the impeachment trial. And mm-hmm. really what, what we're trying to do is um, not chase the, their crazy rabbits down yeah. to down, down their, down their rabbit holes to, to crazy town. Um, <laughs> you know, the, we don't want to, during this week, it's really important to not talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene and not talk about Ted Cruz and, and Holly and, and uh, Biggs and all these all these other people, even the ones who are most closely associated with the insurrection. It's really important to just focus our uh, attention in the social media space mm-hmm. on messaging, on 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 um, sharing the messaging that's coming out of the House impeachment managers, mm-hmm. uh, focusing explicitly on Trump. This is about Trump. He was the ringleader. He was mm-hmm. the puppet master, uh, and we need to really just you know uh, share 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 the videos and the media and the and the new insights that come out during the trial mm-hmm. because the more that we can do to make the case in the eyes of the american people because he's he's not he's not just on trial with the gop senate mm-hmm. he's he's on trial uh in the court of public opinion yes and um the more we can make the case and get the public on our side uh, thinking that yeah you know he committed a constitutional crime he should he should not be able to be in office anymore. Um, the the more painful those acquittal votes are going to be for the GOP senators hmm. moving forward. Yeah. Right. Um, so if if so so what what we try and do is just really hone people's attention, hone people's social media feeds on um, you know spreading messaging that's going to really help achieve that objective. Um, so yeah, people uh, people can. Uh, you know, follow me on on Twitter uh, at Nick Knutson US, and um, uh, I, and or the at Demcast USA Twitter account, mm-hmm. and um, you know we've got the we're post consistently posting the links to sign up to be to be a part of that effort. Um, 
Yeah, and those and, li- those are. Yeah. I, I just want to add, and this is just kind of funny. You, what you know, obviously, I'm signed up. I'm part of Demcast, and and so I'm signed up, and I get the toolkits, right? So, um, in the toolkits, these these are great because they're pre-made for you, and you can choose whether you want to post on Facebook or Twitter, and then you click on the little icon for Twitter or Facebook, and then what comes up is artwork that you can choose from and a message that you can either use straight from the site or personalize it to say the same thing, but say it in your own way. So what's funny, the funny news is I, I got my email from my toolkit and I went through it and I thought, oh, I like this one. So I shared a graphic and I did the thing on Twitter and I shared you know, the message. And not too long after, I got retweeted by, I don't know if you know, actor Michael O'Keefe. He used to, he was oh, in, yeah. okay, so uh, he was in yeah. Roseanne and, and um, Caddyshack. And uh-huh. I was so excited. And then he followed me. So see, you can you can retweet <laughs> these things and get Michael O'Keefe to follow you. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, no, it's great. And the and the good thing about about our approach too is yeah, the t- the toolkits are really helpful. Um, uh, you know, for especially some people are more maybe a retweeter or a reposter right. on social media. Um, and they'll like to do a lot of original tweets, but this mm-hmm. really kind of helps folks like that who, so that they can put out, you know, yeah. good messaging on their own feeds. And then, and then we have, you know, a bunch of people get, because we're using a hashtag framework too, people are going to the hashtag mm-hmm. and you know, right. resharing, um, stuff from people who post using the, using our hashtag. So it's kind of this, uh, amplifier effect that's really helpful. Yeah. And that really does make a difference. I think that, when we all get together and you know use the same hashtag or put out that same message, it does make a difference. And so w- now, as far as 2022 is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I uh, on on Monday, who was I talking to? Oh God, I'm already forgetting my guest on Monday. See, I'm telling you, I'm having total brain fade today. And um, <laughs> oh, I, I I know. Um, either way. I, I know it was Greg Oliar, and he had said that he's, because oh. I said something like, I'm freaking out about, you know, white supremacy. He's like, I'm just going to wait until March to get all worried. <laughs> like, I want to enjoy uh, yeah. having Biden as president, and I can understand. But it's like, I can't help but feel like, as a political junkie, you know, it's it's the way that our our country, basically our system is now, is that it's like we're constantly in an election season, and 2022 is going to be vital. And I think that we need to really learn. I mean, okay, we could take, we could, we could learn in the way from Obama because we Democrats failed to show up in midterms both times. And the first time, uh, what did we lose the first time? Which one did we lose first? Senator house? Do you remember? Uh, we lost the house and then we lost the Senate in 2014. We lost the Senate. Yeah. So, uh, you know, then we go to Trump and, he started out having, you know, the, the Senate and the House, and then he lost the House. Mm-hmm. So the history will show us that oftentimes, yeah. you know, the, the, if, if you have a Democratic president, you're going to have a backlash against the Democrats and vice versa. So mm-hmm. now we've got a Democratic president. I know that this is only slightly different because Trump did change things, but I don't know that he changed things enough for people to stay motivated until the midterms. So how, how can people, because I think it's so important, I really fear for what would happen if we lose 
for this country. So what are what are the things that we can do just as normal citizens and what is Demcast doing to secure a 2022 win? Great question. So I think the the first thing is um to go ahead and give yourself a little time, right? <laughs> I mean, we've we've all we've all been going, you know, full, full on for yeah. 4 years. Yes, we have. And and it's okay to to sit back and you know have some have some evenings with netflix and, yeah. and not not checking your phone incessantly the, you, the, you know me danger... so well <laughs> okay. yeah well we are in a pandemic and i think it's a similar story across the country um, uh, but the the danger in that is just that will will people come back you know mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if you if you if if people leave will they come back right I think I think that the the there we have the potential for this to be a different story, mm-hmm. uh, for it to be more like a 2018, right? Um, yeah, with with a, almost a little bit of a snap back, mm-hmm. um, because Trump isn't going to be on the ballot, and mm-hmm. a lot of the people that showed up to the polls, the reason that we lost so we we lost ground in the House, and we didn't do as well as we wanted to in the Senate was because Trump was on the ballot. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there's reasons to be. Wait, uh, I'm confused. Optimistic. I'm confused. Why? Why did? Mm-hmm. Why? What's the logic there, with Trump being in office and losing ground? Uh, he he had other than Joe Biden, he got more votes for president than any person. Oh, I see what you mean. Ever. Okay, I see what you mean. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. Okay. I mean, he he. Repu- um, uh, consistent Republicans, the uh, Republicans of old, to the extent that they still exist mm-hmm. and vote, um, they vote no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the reason that he did so well and that the down ballot Republicans did so well is because he has a mm-hmm. cult following. Yes, and uh, we saw in Georgia, you know, after he lost, what can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, we had good organizing on the, on our side, mm-hmm. and they had decreased turnout on their side because they were the the Trump voters were dis, disaffected and felt like the you know whatever. Well, it was part, partly his own fault because he talked about voter fraud and oh they just steal elections. So, so everybody was like, well, they're just going to steal it. I'm not going to vote. So yeah. you know, in in, a, in some ways that helped us get the majority back in the Senate. But right. um, you know, I think. Um, the it's really it's going to be really important for us to understand that uh, we're we're already a, at a razor razor thin um, lead in the house mm-hmm. uh, razor thin right uh, and, and, and you know and when you're looking at the the total size of the house um, you know I think we can only lose um, you know four four more seats or something yeah and then it would flip control right. Um, so, and, and, and you're right. I mean, historical precedent would tell us that that is very likely what's going to happen. So I think it's important for us to understand, especially when we're out in the social media space where we can make an impact. I would love to boot Jim Jordan. Oh yeah. And, and, and and Matt Gates and, uh, you know, McCarthy and all these guys, they 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 were just as bad leading up to 2020 mm-hmm. and and they and a lot of them had really good opponents and they lost by like 25 or 30 points mm-hmm. so i think it's 
it's going to take some discipline and mm -hmm. some good messaging, but we need to, we need to make some stars out of the, yeah. a, the, the incumbent, um, house Democrats who are mm -hmm. most likely to be imperiled. Mm -hmm. So like the Lauren Underwoods of the world, oh, yes. um, Carolyn Bordeaux and mm -hmm. Lucy McBath in Georgia, you know, pe people who are in very purple districts, mm -hmm. we need to help them keep their seats. We need to make them stars and talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's good. And, yeah. and then as far as new, uh, you know, new Democrats who are trying to flip districts because we need to gain ground wherever we can. Let's we have to remember that in 2020, we only flipped one district. Wow. We, we, we aren't going to, we aren't going to, and then in, in a midterm year, we can't expect that we're going to flip 30, four, 30 or 40 seats like we did in 2018. Yeah. So, so we need to just uh, take, you know, use data, take a look at, um, the places that are most likely to be able to flip mm -hmm. and just con concentrate our efforts there and, and really try and boost those candidates and those districts up um, leading up to 2022 and, and not fall into the trap of over-focusing on yeah. the, 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 the people who are the most disgusting people in Congress, but mm -hmm. who are just, they're in super gerrymandered districts and yeah. it's very unlikely that we're going to be able to flip them. Right. And I think, I mean, I think it's like, I do agree with you. I don't think we should overfocus. It's good to point it out. It's good to make sure people understand what the Republican, Republican Party is, who they are, what they believe in, and the things that they're saying. But on the other hand, I think one of the reasons we didn't do so well in 2014 is because we were not tooting our own horn. We were not, you know, talking totally. about the benefits of the ACA and, yeah. you know, the the things that Obama did accomplish, I think they shied away from talking about Obama. They absolutely shied away from talking about the the ACA. And I think that comes from a certain amount of wanting to please, you know, the moderate voters, which right. you can still please the moderate voters by explaining why something is good for you, why you totally. are benefiting from the – you shouldn't allow – I think the Democratic leaders should not be afraid to blow, you know, toot their own horn and say, here's here's what the ACA or whatever it is did for you. You know, here's what Joe Biden did for you when he right. took office and really right. promote what the Democratic Party does. Because, you know, I mean, of course, there are some on the far left that are so quick to criticize and say both parties are the same and that they're racist. And like, I got some guy yesterday who he identifies as a libertarian <laughs> and I, I imagine he's a leftist libertarian but he was wanting he wanted me to come on his podcast and I just muted him but he wanted me to come on his podcast because I know he aggressively wanted to scream at me that Joe Biden is a racist and it's not mm -hmm. that I you know think Joe Biden is God of course I don't but I actually am quite impressed with what he's done considering yeah. I don't know that you know I don't really know too many people that were like oh he's my number one choice so I, I I'm actually quite impressed with him but it's like uh, I, I do believe we should hold our elective officials accountable. I think we need to call them out when they make poor decisions. But at the same time, and it's not blind loyalty. It's really kind of down to, OK, well, we've got fascists and then we've got Democrats. And so we have to figure I mean, then we've got within the Democratic Party, we have everybody. You know, I mean, now we have new people. We have people that are like, OK, I used to be Republican. Now I'm a Democrat. And so they're more moderate Democrats. And the, the bottom line is all of us, all the moderates, all the progressives, the, pra the pragmatic progressives, which I consider myself to be one, we really do all want the same thing. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of how we're going to get there. That's what we argue about. Yeah. And sometimes we get so petty with each other and so angry and it's, it's such a waste of time. 
And I get so pissed yeah. off when I hear both parties are the same. Because, yeah, there ha- there's all kinds of fucking problems in our government. All kinds. But it's not the fault, necessarily, of the Democrats. I think the Democrats could have been stronger in, you know, whether yeah. it's like, you know, past midterms or are their messaging. And I, I think that if they had been stronger, perhaps we would be in a, a different situation, but we are where we are. And, you know, we, 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 we have the, we have the system that we have until we change that system. Like until we can get rid of citizens United, until we can do the things we need to do, have campaign finance reform and all that. We have to, you know, go with what's in the system. And yeah. so, um, I, you know, I mean, I would really love to see the, the just education of yeah. what, you know, especially the, the Biden administration, because it's not just going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be Kamala Harris. It's going to be everybody. And the stuff that they're doing needs to be shouted from the rooftops so that people have an understanding. And it's like, again, it goes back to if we don't message properly, then you get a bunch of defeatist naysayers creating that narrative. And yeah. then I'm going to. And then I'm going to fucking punch. (laughs) It makes me so angry. (laughs) Yeah. No, I got you. I feel it. Yeah. It it can be super frustrating out there. Yeah. I no, I totally agree. I, you know, I think, I think a theme for, for this two year cycle is own the platform. Yes. We, we have the people. Yeah. The people like what we, what we stand for Mm -hmm. on the left. Uh, They, they have been force fed disinformation and lies and sort of catchphrases like socialism yeah that uh that are meant to to scare them Mm -hmm. uh and and just and make everything about partisan politics yeah but when it comes down to it when you talk about the issues Mm -hmm. people like the uh uh american rescue plan yeah uh, and and they want to spend 1.9 trillion dollars on it people people want a 15 dollar minimum wage Mm -hmm. you know these are these are these are popular ideas. Mm-hmm. The, even, even um, you know, universal healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, which was you know a really hard thing to idea to for America to wrap their minds around in in 20, 2010, uh, Right, when, right, right. Uh, when they passed the ACA, um, is pe- people want to be able to have healthcare. So, you know, and we've been through a pandemic now, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a new opportunity to kind of hit that point. So. You know, it really is. We have to do the micro, like I was saying, like really focus in and be strategic about our support and our messaging for specific candidates. But yeah, uh, on the macro side, we have to we 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 have we can have a fun project here. Yeah, <laughs> of really of really talking about like a, a vision for what we what kind of protections mm-hmm. and. Um, and um, services and 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 those kinds of things that Americans should have access to, yeah. and and I think the people are on our side, so uh, it's a big opportunity. Well, the the positive messaging too. I mean, like I was saying earlier, people you write about climate and people don't want to read it, and so mm-hmm. there's there's always going to be that red meat that people latch onto, yep. whether it's the hate or whatever it is, mocking. And you know, I mean, I lo- I, lo- I live to mock, uh, so I will never stop. But at the same time, I think that. You know, there, there was that video that uh, Bernie Sanders had put out in 2016 that was so effective. And I think, you know, I mean, when I just recently and it was it was the America, 
video that mm-hmm. it was the ad mm-hmm. that he put yeah, out yeah. and it was just so it was really great and i mean it made you feel it made me feel deeply and it made me feel patriotic and it made me mm-hmm. ha- you know so like i get that you know i wrote a, an article what have the democrats done for you it was nowhere near inspiring like the the inspirational message of that of that ad right so yeah. i get that it wasn't highly read i just wanted to write something that wasn't screaming about the gop uh and of course it doesn't get very much attention when you write those kinds of things no it doesn't but i did write what i basically took back the messaging from the gop saying you know and i would i would write in a series of tweets i would write something like the democratic party is pro-life the democratic party is whatever it was you know the party of morality because they they, they have taken those terms and co-opted them or maybe not co-opted but they you know they ran with the pro-life as if you know we're pro-death uh and and i feel like when i did that i got really with my limited platform you know i mean i have a decent platform but it's not the biggest platform but with the one that i had it really did make people go yeah we are democrats are the American." and it was like that that's the messaging that we need so okay i get that the okay what have democrats done for you they've given you a b c and d yawn okay but when you when you frame it in a way that's like we're taking it back from them and this all goes back to when i first started getting involved in politics i had written a letter on my blog, an open letter to Rush Limbaugh from a liberal slut. This was seen by this woman who started Rock the Slut Vote, and she asked me if I would be the spokesperson. And the whole deal was we were reclaiming the word slut because Rush Limbaugh spent three days calling Sandra Fluke a slut on his radio show. So, and, and Republicans basically call us sluts or call women sluts who like to have sex and use birth control. So we were like, no, if you, fine, then we're a slut. Fuck you. We're not right. going to let you call us that. And so I think it's the same idea where we can, you know, that's the kind of messaging that riles everybody up and they're like, yeah, and it makes them feel powerful. And I think the, the way we can win is by empowering, you know, it's empowering with knowledge, empowering with messaging that whether it makes you feel patriotic or it makes you feel like you're going to stand up to a bully, because I think that's what those tweets were doing. Um, you know, it's that kind of, of feeling that gets us motivated and inspired to act. And so I would love to see more of that. I would absolutely love it. But you know, it's, it's a combination of all of it because even though my article wasn't read by as many people as other articles are, people still read it. And, and, and so maybe they learned something new. Maybe they learned, you know, I'm always learning something new whenever I go to do any of these things and find out what have the Democrats done for American people over the course of time. And so, you know, I mean, it's like every little thing we do helps, but we, it's just a mindset. And I think we have to get into this mindset of winning and not in a, in a def, this constant defeatist, both yeah. sides of the same don't expect anything different. Are you surprised? It's like, oh my God, stop with asking me if I'm surprised. I'm yep. always asked that every day. Are you su- why are you surprised? <laughs> it's like, uh, but it's like, you know, I'm not surprised that the Republicans are being assholes, but I definitely want to make sure people know and then, you know, why it's better to vote in the other direction. And yep. so, you know, I mean, that's what I do appreciate and, and I really enjoy being a part, even though it's a very small part of Demcast. I like what uh, Demcast does because it puts the power in your hands. You have power. 
and you make it easy with those two toolkits or following you or following other people from Demcast who are specifically focusing on those issues, it <coughs> gives people an easy way, whether like you said, if they're just a retweeter, it's just an easy way to do something good because these elections coming up, I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to take for, I don't know what's going to happen to the GOP, but we can't yeah. let them win. We have to have a winning attitude. Yep. No, so, yeah, we have to win in 2022 for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's, that's, that's our whole mission. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the mission of the organization is to lift the voices of grassroots activists and to empower our base with, with strong messaging. And, um, you know, I think, uh, telling our story, um, being, being proactive, being assertive, um, yeah. and not being afraid is, yeah. is how we do that. And, and, and also just learning to not keep falling into the same traps, yeah. you know, uh, you could spend your whole life rage tweeting yes. or rage posting yeah. about how evil, you know, X, Y, Z Republican congressperson is, but um, you know, <laughs> yeah. ultimately, then you're just you, the thing about disinformation and about the the way that information works. Like with Marjorie Taylor Greene, you mm -hmm. know, she's 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 brought in so much money mm -hmm. in the last yeah, couple weeks as the as the spotlight has mm -hmm. has turned to her, and it needed to. Okay, I mean, right. I'm not saying it did. Like she she talked about. You know, or she's she she indicated favor for you know executing Nancy right. Pelosi. So, so you know there there has to be a line for sure. Yeah, I mean uh, we do have to know the about these people. There. But, yeah, but you know, but she got she got her committee stripped. Yeah, and and you know maybe down the road if more evidence comes out they could have a shot at expulsion. But mm -hmm. you know let the Congress handle that. D yeah. Don't give her the oxygen. Right. Or, or as much oxygen as we're giving her now, because we're we're just spread. We're just she's becoming more of a cult favorite because yeah. liberals dislike her so much. Yeah, and, and I mean I, that's, that's I that's was unfortunately yeah. the dynamic now. Well, and <laughs> I and I had said earlier, you know, we we can't. Somebody had said I saw somebody on Twitter said she's the new Trump, and I'm like, let's not hand them that narrative. Let's right. not make it easy for them. Instead of saying she's the new Trump, why can't she be just a byproduct of a very toxic criminal president? Because that's right. what she is. I mean, we can't pretend she doesn't exist. But instead of you know putting her i mean yes she's the villain and all of that but frame her correctly she is not the next trump we get to decide that so yep. let's not decide it you know in under a month it's just it's like god we can just be so irritating so it's like yep. it's so yep. frustrating when i see that and you know i think there are i remember early on when i was blogging everybody's like why are you, you know what and they say it to everyone not just to me you know why are you talking about ann coulter well you kind of have to talk about ann coulter because if liberals ignore her she gets to say whatever she wants and go unchecked right. the the time to ignore ann coulter was when the gop was going to ignore her that's when we right. can ignore her and i and i don't think we should ignore Marjorie Taylor Greene at all, but I totally agree no. with you that if we spend all our time focusing on her craziness, it's, that's how she gets money, she gets more popular, and we hurt ourselves in the process. So yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that, and um, absolutely will be keeping that in mind when I start rage tweeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we all we all have to do it. Yes, because it does feel good, and it's like yeah. really feels good to like do hashtag Ted Cruz has no balls. Which right, I believe exactly, I started, exactly. so <laughs> I think I'm the one who started that hashtag. So, yay! It's very good. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think just uh, you know, folks, look out uh, for 
uh, on my feed and stuff where we're, we are, we've, we've been doing some strategic planning. We've got some fun stuff uh, sort of lined up for this year. Um, you know, we, we really want to get to the point where we've got enough people who are hooked into Demcast who are um, so, so that we can really, mm-hmm. we can really drive the narrative um, and, and, and do the things that we're talking about. You know, so um, where does one sign up to get? Because obviously I did it, and I don't remember where mm-hmm. to tell people to go. But you know, I get emails from you guys, right. and here's your toolkit. How did they sign up to it? Yeah, so you can sign up um, on uh, demcastusa.com, okay. uh, which is our news site. We also have demcast.com, and you can sign up there as well. Okay. Um, uh, basically, just uh, you know, um, e- either on the on the news site, you can sign up for the newsletter, and that'll get you on our on our email list and, okay. and then, and then we have, then you get everything. Um, or, uh, you know, on the, on the demcast.com, which is more of our activist portal. Um, you know, you can, uh, there's a section to become part of our amplification team. You cool. can fill it out there. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about all the stuff. Cause it's really, really important. And, um, I, I appreciate it. So thank you. You bet. And also, before wait, wait, before you go, wait, before you go, mm-hmm. tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, on Twitter at Nick Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-E-N-U-S. Um, and then um, you can uh, – uh, I. that's pretty much my platform to okay. be pre- – <laughs> <So laughs> well, I, I have okay. a Facebook page. You can find me on there as well. Okay. Well, um, I'll put your – I'll put your – your handle in there as well as the demcast so everybody can just have that link automatically there perfect and then don't forget you can follow me on twitter at author kimberly k-i-m-b-e-r-l-e-y there's an extra e in my name because of my Mm -hmm. mom and uh you can also find my books on amazon i've done peyton's choice which is about teen abortion and it's pro-choice and the virgin diaries and an american woman whole bunch of them you can check them out i love reviews Thank you, Nick, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.